commencing operation construction in these comics we will dive into how easy it is to radicalize groups when structures set in place do not favor in aiding their own people governments should be the ones ensuring all have what they need to not only survive but to thrive and this should not be limited to their own but to anyone now keep that in mind as we dive into today's comics Hello and welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2019 continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. And I'm Clickbait. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers Galaxies issues 1 through 6. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read these ones, we highly, 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 highly... Can I fit in there highly in there? Recommend you go back and read it and come listen to the podcast. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button. Tell your friends it's a good time. Now, onwards with the podcast. With that clickbait, do you mind giving us the fun facts and trivia about today's comics we're discussing? Always. All right. Let's get down to the fast facts and trivia. All right. So starting off facts, number of comics, we've got six. Year released. Issue number one was released in September 25th of 2019, with issue six being released of March 25th, 2020. Issues one through four were written by Tyler Bozinski, with issues five and six written by Kate Leth and Cohen Evanfield. Our artists are going to be issues one through four by Livio Ramondelli. And issues five and six are by Alex Milne with colors by Josh Perez and David Garcia Cruz. Let's get into our trivia for this episode. Our issue number one is going to cover the infamous animation errors throughout the G1 cartoon continuity, depicting the reason for two different facer eye molds, switching from having two eyes and a singular visor, with the reason of a seventh consciousness inside the Gemeiner taking control, and it's shown visually by this change. Issue number three, the Nominus Prime's bodyguards consist of a pair of red visored bots wielding elaborate bladed spears. They appear to be transformerized versions of the Imperial Guards from the Star Wars franchise. I noticed then, that. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, in issue number five, it could be a coincidence or it could be a soft nod to real world guano, which is a really valuable natural resource that was exploited during the 18th century by colonial powers. Although in that case it was birds and not bats, there are still places that do harvest bat droppings for fertilizer. Humans are so weird. Humans are <laughs> weird. That is kind of weird. Gilby, can you give us some summaries? We'll do. Once the most respected builders on Cybertron, now eking out a miserable life on a desolated colony, Hook and Scrapper remember their first job and the discovery that changes everything. Thesaurus needs some help dealing with an alien race that literally... Orchips's Bumblebee. But with a certain yellow bot unavailable, he'll have to settle for the next best thing. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Hey, Cliff Jumper isn't the next best thing. He <laughs> is the best thing, okay? 
Gotta it's support my thing. red boy. Hey, I didn't say no name. Moving us along. Special <laughs> shout out to the Patreons who help us with uh, supporting the show. And you can be one too by joining Swords Bar Patreon. Patreon? Patreons. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Patreons. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patreons. Shall we get started? We shall. Why not? So our first four issues show us the Constructicons coming together with the first one starting off with them eager to rebuild Cybertron and make it better. Even correcting a placing passive-aggressive statements towards Wheeljacks, ideas, visions for how to rebuild should work. However, during their cleanup, they find an ancient artifact that might combine their efforts and yield devastating results. Thoughts? I think it's a good introduction. Uh, I like the little story we were given of of the Constructicons that they are bots that just want to build and mm-hmm. that's what they enjoy. They all have their own task. They, they're all, you know, one's demolition, the other one helps with the structuring and the building and rubble. I really like that. I like seeing Wheeljack. And of, of course, Wheeljack is a scientist, but he also kind of wants to make sure everything's done safely because he doesn't want to endanger anybody. So we, we get that perspective there. But then we also have uh, Termagax. I think it was their name. Or if mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing it wrong, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. But we get to see them again, which I, I really enjoy that we're getting more of their role involvement in the past. Yeah. Uh, as they as they encourage the Combaticons, or not the Combaticons, the Constructicons in in uh, following their passion, kind of building and like let them do what they want to do. I liked, I like the same thing, you know, just building off of the how they're not just, you know, Devastator, they're still also these individual bots with individual pasts and likes and dislikes and histories and bringing it together that way. And Wheeljack, <laughs> they're like, Wheeljack, this is our job. You know, you have already done your part. You have your own part to do. Let us do our own thing. Right, right. I can't help but when I was reading these, feel there's a lot of similarities between the 2005 continuity of the Till All or One comics, focusing the Combaticons coming together, talking about the consciousness inside one each other and having to work together, and mm-hmm. like the, the 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 Combiner personality trying to come out as well. I mean, this is also mentioned in the Combiner Wars with Optimus Maximus, with Prow and Optimus trying to decide who's in control. It was a lot of similarities. But it was very interesting on this end because you have all the bots have a same goal is construction, right? And then the only thing that I found confusing a little bit here and there is like because they're all the same color, sometimes there's a close up on them and you didn't know who was talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely was, hard to, definitely to distinguish. I definitely. So there's mentions. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I hope um, as we go forward, um, I don't. Think we really get it in galaxies but as we go forward through these comics i hope i kind of want to get and learn more about this war of the threefold spark because they talk about it a lot it right. seems to be kind of something that has fueled basically everything that's going on and the whole war of the threefold spark is why everybody's so cautious and why nominus prime you know kicks them out to that planet that yes. they're on uh there's other reasons why there's cautious about devastator and that's because there's mentions of another combiner in the past that gone way wrong but all we get is a silhouette yes any theories of what the silhouette looks like because it kind of looks like computron based on the head but i could be wrong yes i could be wrong i was i thought the same thing as soon as i saw it i'm like this looks like computron but the feet have claws as creatures and computron does not have any beasts uh, mo- like beast parts so the next best thing and this was 
I was talking with Onyx about it as we were discussing like the comic before we recorded. I was like, it could be Monstructor because they did cover mm. Monstructor in the 2005. He was a major player in the in the combat in the combiner story, or it could be Abominus because Abominus does have the two uh, the two little antennas on their head, and they do have beast parts. Uh, and Monstructor does not have the the two antennas, so but it, it's kind of hard to tell with the with the silhouette. Wonder if there's any subtle hints in these comics. It might be, but I didn't pick any up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good with my combiners, so I I wouldn't know. Yeah, but I I'm leaning towards Abominus after discarding Kombucharm because of the beast. Yeah. Suspicious. So the Constructicons, however, are not alone in their exile and starvation. The Insecticons, through the influence of Shockwave, are there with them. And what are they up to exactly? Well, they they are Cybertron's natural recycling mm-hmm. plant, I would say. <laughs> they eat in scraps or even uh, bots, as we will get to see here later on. Yeah. And they turn that into Energon, and it's like a... a, a I don't want to call it a hyper-Energon, but it's a little bit more potent than the, reg- the regular well, Energon they're excavating. hyper... Yeah. There's yeah. yeah. a lot of words for it. Yeah. yeah. And so they can, they can produce it by eating and... Eventually, like at the beginning, they were uh, Cybertron really enjoyed them and they, you know, studied them because they could produce their own energon, so it would help all the other bots. But eventually, the hunger grew too much and they had to exile them over yeah. here. Because I think they used them for cleanup after the, the war that we're talking about again, they the did. war of Three Fold Spark. They and did. then that's when they got a little carried away and then eventually they got exiled too. Yeah, they started eating dead bots, and that's where people were like, the other bots were like, uh, that's a no. <laughs> yeah. Like, too far, too far. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's good recycling, like, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, but I, I can see how that might turn a couple yeah. heads. Yeah, just a little bit. So we get <clears> to that point where the Insecticons, without the Constructicons, know about feast on live bots that are around the area, and they recycle it into pure, raw, unstable energon to power up our little green builders. So that they make may take the revenge against those who banish them. What are our thoughts or favorite scenes about this? Because the art is absolutely gorgeous, and it's really cool to see Devastator unleash and shows the true horrors of like a combiner power let loose in a Cybertronian city. Oh yeah, the art was amazing, and I loved I loved how they captured everything that was going on. It was wonderful. The scenes where the Insecticons are eating the bots are, it's gruesome because there's one of them oh, where awesome. like Bumshell comes from behind, it's pointing a gun. He's like, okay, turn off your, your vocal process so that nobody can hear you scream. And then you just see him like bite the neck as almost like a vampire. And then the bot is just being eaten alive. It was like, whoa. Yeah, he used one of his like mind control guns on him. Oh, I thought it was just like pointing, and so the bot was like, "Okay, I will." No, because it got know, like a little tiny bombshell on him. I see. On I its, see. On its forehead, I think. Yeah, with the mind control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it so was, they were it's terrifying. It, it is, is terrifying. They're really it, powerful. It, but as as for Devastator, I love the use of the artillery gun as the Devastator gun. I thought that was a good idea. Like mm-hmm. it was very cool, and like he didn't get a gun out of nowhere. So I thought that was very well made. And he just does what he does best, devastate. (laughs) Really earning that name. And it's them, like, letting loose to the seventh consciousness, which is Devastator. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and they throughout the story they do mention that the seventh consciousness is it's almost like they they feel rage building up, and so that's that's pretty I much what, what we see that. here. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts about the first four issues of the Constructicons before we move on to the next two, which is an entirely different story? I think they were very good. I, I like this back. We don't get to see the Constructicons backstory mm-hmm. often, and I really enjoyed what they did here. And how they they were just simple bots that just wanted to build, and because uh, the 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 higher ups feared them and feared their their ability now that they can combine, they suddenly just became these. Uh, they had this grudge against them, and so they eventually kind of became the monster that they really that the higher ups feared, and so it became a, a real thing. They are what they were made to be. Sounds familiar. Where was that from? Yeah. It's like a war star scene. <laughs> I, I like seeing more about the Insecticons. I feel like you don't, I mean, we don't get to see them a lot. And they get a lot of, um, even on Cybertron and especially in this continuity, you know, they're entirely exiled for their literal purpose of existing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot yep. of times, even, you know, in other societies and on other planets, the scavengers of that population are often looked down upon because. It's their job to scavenge. Like, that's literally their purpose. And a lot of other parts of that culture will look down upon it. So I thought that that commentary was really interesting. Yeah, the system set place, or at least they're describing, does not want people to, or bots, to serve their their own given purpose. Right, that it's they a little bit like into. putting they them really into a them box. To yeah. yeah, they want them to fit their narrative. And if they're not, they're uh, banished. Right, but we're seeing that already. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that we've got both of these two stories, both for origins for both of them, and I feel like it was great. Like inter, like they they weaved it in a way that felt natural as they both mm-hmm. get told. So it was pretty good. All right, moving us to our last two issues, we dive into what it's like to live in Bumblebee's shadow, aka poor Cliffjumper. Poor Cliffjumper. I want to start off by I really enjoy the inhabitants, the probats, getting Cliffjumper confused as Bumblebee because they don't see color and they use echolocation. So they're like, oh, look, it's Bumblebee, the great Bumblebee. And I also <laughs> mm-hmm. enjoy the flashbacks of Windblade saying red doesn't suit you, B. And Cliffjumper says, the name's Cliffjumper. And Wind- Windblade thinks he's like, thinking he's gonna jump off a cliff and he says, oh, this is going it's a little extreme. That's a yeah. dark joke. Yeah. That's yeah. a very dark that joke. That was a very dark joke. <laughs> Man, it, he gets such a bad rep, because even Starscream, he goes like Stumblebee and, and Deathsaurus, that's in this story, is also keeps giving him different names. He gets called and... Clickbaiter. <laughs> at some point. <clears throat> yeah. So, it's poor... Poor Cliffjumper. I feel bad for Cliffjumper. I liked how they did yeah. differentiate his style a little bit from Bumblebee. You know, in some iterations we see him mm-hmm. looking. Mm-hmm. He's literally just a red color Bumblebee. But his head structure is completely different um, in this one. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was yeah, a lot of which fun. is always a good thing to have when you have like these redecoed characters. I feel like giving them a little bit more distinction from the redecoed original gives them a little bit more personality yeah yeah i like the alt mode too that they use the the cybertronian like hover disc Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it also looks different and i I really enjoyed that too it was nice so why is b i mean cliff jumper and deathosaurus here on this planet (laughs) Uh, they're here to to get energon because this is a uh, I, i guess 
the colony thing technically. I don't want to call it. Uh, yeah, I was, we're gonna call it kind a of force, a force you know, colony. Yeah. yeah, it's a force colony. The Cybertronians set it up so that the 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 race the, the bat race would you know manufacture energon for them and then they would just take it away. Which like wow, oh. hello, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, clickbait. But where does this substance come from? Uh, the energon. Yeah. Yes. Originally, it came from the refinery that was installed there. Yeah. By How that was, was it that was what what is what was it made from? You know what I you know what happened with this? Okay, hang on, hang on. I... Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, the guano, yeah, yeah, the guano, technically. They're poop. They're poop. They're waste. They're poop. Yeah, I was thinking the Ew. same thing. Like, like I hope after, they don't tell yeah, the Cybertronians. Where it came from. Like they stab it into them, they munch on it. Ugh. Yikes. I wonder what Klimtrooper was thinking if eventually he just gave up. He's like, I can't I can't even think about this anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna go home. We did. He tried. He tried to yeah. go home and the Sora was and like, Thesaurus no, 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 no. was no. like, you know what? No. That source was asking to get in trouble in this little arc mm-hmm. here he and he did and he did of course i mean he should have he definitely needs to go i mean he pulled time. the typical move where he wanted short-term gains rather than long-term investment right don't do that he was like all yep. of it right now i'm gonna burn this to the ground it's like holy mm-hmm. snap yeah and he even kills yep. he even kills their uh their guy in charge the priest yeah their yeah. priest after he's like well we've been keeping some so we're talking about this. Is there any favorite scenes or thoughts that you have about this part of the story? I liked when Cliff Jumper and Deathsaurus were fighting, but it was like it. This one wasn't as good for me. Um, I liked the gal. I liked the Constructicons and the Insecticons. This one was interesting. If it touched on a lot of interesting, like using less fortunate or less advanced civilizations to your mean to your benefit at a detriment of their own. I thought that was interesting, but that was. Mm-hmm. It didn't do a lot. Um, it didn't really set anything up. Hmm. How does Cliff Jumper save the day? Because I know Death Source tells lies to the planet about Clog Jammer wanting to steal their young, and it sounds all too familiar to some crazies on Earth. Insert a meme here, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you say it. I did the last one. He works with a youngling because uh, the youngling believes. Cliff Jumper. Meanwhile, the other race believes uh, the, the the rest of the the race believes that Sora's, and so he's in his alt mode, and so the the youngling is inside of his driver's seat, and then injects him with the energon, Ener- giving him a little boost. Yeah, the poop energon. <laughs> the, the poop energon. Yeah, and uh, he's given. He goes up a ramp, and that Sora is, is in his space chicken mode, <laughs> and as he's flying around. Uh, Cliff Jumper hits him in the chest, uh, impaling him into a big stack of refined poop, and uh, through poop. the chest. Nobody yep. left unscathed. Could you imagine how much do Cybertrons get pink optic? Because they definitely have. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask Ratchet. <laughs> okay, there's, one so... that, there's one that has pink optics at the end when that sword oh, is no. on the bed. <laughs> so my ending note: as the story progresses, we learn more about the darkness that Cybertronians have done to this place, and like getting the probats to believe they shouldn't even fly. I know. And having them to tread their own ring. It was so messed up, but it feels very like accurate to some Earth cultures that I won't dive too much into. But the ending is very wholesome because then because they're 
no longer underneath the tyranny of Death Swords or the Cybertronians for that matter, because Cliffjumper's like, no, there's no more energy on here, so then they're left alone. Yeah, so then they're flying again at the end, and I thought that was a very wholesome ending to this very dark storyline. Well, and also Cliffjumper found his calling, like, found who he is. Mm -hmm. I felt like it handled a lot of stuff, but didn't actually... It was a really good, like, mini-plot, but I don't feel like it really contributed to the bigger plot that's happening, you know, in... No, no, but I do think it was setting up, like, some evidence that this may have happened to other colonies too like setting the the narrative of the current system Probably. in place in the big narrative if that makes sense yeah so it's like showing firsthand of like the bad things yeah, that are happening in the correct, background yeah basically yeah and when when we talk about cliff jumper finding himself is because the day that bumblebee was forged oh, so and he sad. came out <laughs> and he came out uh, there was a big celebration just like for Rubble and everybody was happy. He got a mentor and everything like that. And then once everybody left, Cliffjumper comes out and he's like, oh, hey, is this is this everything for me? And they're already like cleaning up and nobody was expecting another bot. And, and he he tries to get a I forgot the race, but they're they're, they're in a little globe and they're connected Boing. to these uh, monkey like the Boing. Boing. And, and so he's Boing. like, are you? Avoiding, uh, uh, and so like he's he's talking to them like, are you my mentor? And they just screech, and he's like, oh, I'm so scared. And I'm like, I poor Cliff yeah, Jumper. I felt bad for Cliff Jumper. <laughs> Rough start. Oh. Rough start indeed. Is there any other notes that we want to cover or anything we want to circle back to before we go to Rod Star rating? I don't think so. They did a couple a couple puns. There's one that's uh, going full tilt, and mm. I know there's a bot name full tilt, and there there's Cliff Jumper says he he he's got the touch. Or you've oh, got yeah, the touch at cute. one point as well. I wonder what that's a reference to. <laughs> so I, I like those little knots. Click B. Um, I, I don't really have anything extra to add at this point. Um, I didn't get a chance to do my top quotes of the day, which is a bummer, but I'll have to maybe add some in later. Next time. Next time. All right. I'll lead us into Rod Star rating. So... I know it was mentioned maybe it doesn't serve the bigger narrative, but I honestly enjoy these comics. They were very well with showing the structure that is current Cybertron and all its corruptness and how it doesn't like help its people in a way and how people are dealing with it, either going full radicalizing or trying to make subtle changes throughout the system like Cliffjumper. And I think it's great. I think this is lovely. I'm the art is fantastic. Like when I was reading these, the first four, I was like, I bet this art is from Livio yeah. Van and And you know what? Yeah. It was. And then the art for the next one, Alex Mills, like, I bet it was. Yeah. And it was immediately as we're reading these comics, we're figuring out these art styles and they they do a fantastic job really as do. always. Wonderful. The story, the art, beautiful. I'm actually going to give this five out of five rod stars. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Do you want me to go next, or, or you want to go quick, babe? Like, I'm having a blast, like before. I really like the backstory for the Constructicons and the Insecticons. And the Cliff Jumper was a, a very dark story and uh, very sad, but it was still enjoyable. And I liked seeing the stories again uh, earlier in the continuity uh, on compared to the 2005, which was a little bit later. And we get to see him kind of transform and be in his space chicken and all that and see his, his true power. Uh, so I'm going to give these a five as well. I'm, I'm having a blast. Oh my gosh. 
Well, I I liked it. Like I said, um, I don't. We got some history. We got some background. I don't feel like it did a. I mean, the first four issues definitely are setting up something for the future. I could definitely feel that coming, but I'm not sure. You know, if these the last two are going to actually have a big impact. Um, but I'm gonna give it. I liked it. I loved the art. So I'm gonna give it a. Uh, give it a four out of five. Four out of five. Well, listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. And let us know your favorite scenes or favorite art piece from this series. We always yep. love mm-hmm. knowing because sometimes we'll miss something. Who knows? So, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. Kilobyte or clickbait? Do you have any other toys you would like to share, show off, brag about, bragging? You can go first this time, Killbite. I can go first. Uh, Well, trying to think of what else I got, but I have, I found two of the, these are old toys. These are from the, from the Netflix show, but uh, two sparkless seekers at Ross. And they were uh, for cheap because I really wanted the weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I got them. So now I have two seekers. I might try to see if I can make a costume of one of them or not, but not sure yet. Fun. I got, um, I'm trying to develop a Vehicon army. So I picked up two more of the Transformers Prime Vehicons for my developing Vehicon army. I think I'm at like six with these additions. I think I'm at like six Vehicons. Those are rookie numbers. You gotta. You gotta I, I know, I know. I just, I don't like to At pay a lot of money 13. for them, so I only get them when I can get them cheap. At least 113 of them. Oh, stop. I don't have that much room. <laughs> Too bad. They make storage containers. But I want to see them. I don't want to put them in storage. Which you, can also be your battle scene. If you want to confuse, you if you want to confuse, just put a mirror behind them. That looks yeah, like exactly. it's infinite. Oh, the infinite mirrors? Yeah. I got a special legacy hotshot. From kilobyte because they they missed they messed up your order somehow during your shipment and it got lost and so they sent you a free one and then both arrived nice yep so that's always nice that's the best price i've be- paid for a transformer which is you know the four letter <laughs> f word free uh, wonderful toy highly recommend i like it i like it all right moving us along are you two ready for transformers issues 13 through oh, yeah. 18 I'm ready. Fantastic. Kilobyte, do you mind taking us out this time? Will do. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we have started a Patreon. All of our proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D files and entry to our Discord channel. You'll even get early access to our comic review episodes a week before they are publicly released and also our D&D episodes. We also have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before, so make sure to click that subscribe button and tell your friends it's a good time. And as always, we hope you're all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so much for listening to All Are One. All Are One. To All Are One. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swarsbar Podcast, and even on Tumblr. Yes, with everything going on on Twitter, we figured we should cover our bases. Speaking of which, you can also find us on Twitter at Swords Bar, if that's still a thing. If you're interested in more content, try checking out our spin-off D&D series, Transform and Rollout.
Season 3, titled Eons, is now available. Let's tune in to a preview now. I was gonna say I want to poke it with a stick, but okay. you did say that everything that it touches kind of turns to, like, charcoal and just dark. So I think that's what would happen. <laughs> but you didn't see that. Uh, Stormburst saw it. Then I'm gonna grab a stick and poke it. <laughs> All right. Well, it, shocking no one to the listeners, it turns to charcoal. <gasps> Weird. <laughs> that stick down. <laughs> I guess I died anyways. No, man. No, no. Oh. But Stormburst, you see the small little insect bot that came along with Scorchfire behind Swartimus with a knife. What? Oh. <laughs> Who's possessing me? What I, I run and try to intercept by picking it up and kind of... I, I want to make it look like like I tripped or something. Like I was trying to get to my chair, because I don't want to. I don't want to rat out uh, Smolder, but I also don't want to make it too obvious. If that makes Where sense. Where did I get the knife? <laughs> oh my gosh! I so you see, my plan wasn't to kill the big guy. I was just gonna like knock him out and steal his his. <laughs> Who possessed me? Okay, guys. Somebody, listen, somebody mentioned earlier that Smolder was, is now this team's Zephyr, and that's wrong, okay? He's not a little jerk. <laughs> Do you think you could, like, give me a tour or something? Because this place seems pretty cool, and I kind of want to know what else it has. He moves his trunk, which is still on his head in bot mode, and more elephant noise as he looks at you with joy and kindness as if he's excited that someone is finally talking to him oh, oh this is gonna make me feel so bad for what i'm about to do <laughs> and you should be and you should uh, be yeah i'm gonna smile up at him uh is that a is that a yes he nods his head as yes flipping to scorch fire and storm burst i wanted to kick him and beat him up <sighs> My little man. <laughs> little man is growing power hungry. Well, that was certainly something. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content, such as video games containing funny comments and trendy shorts. A link will be provided below. And if you're so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, such as reading files, access to their Discord, and listen to the content before it's released to the public. More links will be provided below. Then transmission.